Keep Rain Man Digital on the air through 2020 by pledging to our Patreon page and order us to continue all these professional live broadcasts and behind-the-scenes wrestling podcasts that me and Paul do before we start the show. Uh, we need your support because when we get to $1,000, we can actually do these wrestling podcasts in real life. So go to patreon.com slash Rainman Digital to pledge $1 to $10 a month so me and Paul can talk about wrestling. Would you care to step outside? We did it today. Warning, PC and RMD contains adult language and discussions. If you're easily offended, do not continue to listen. Awesome. Oh, sorry. That's your signal. That means we have to go now. What is up, everybody? It is DC on RMD Batwoman Edition on Rayman Digital. You can find us on demand through your favorite podcast providers. While you're there, remember to rate, review, subscribe. It helps us out a ton. I am taking the lead this week. I'm the one and only Bobby D. And with me in the studio is Paul. Hey. And today we'll be breaking down season one, episode 14, grinning ear to ear, directed by Michael Blundell and written by Denise Harkavy. Now, um, let's see. Joker's daughter. All right. So, uh, like, we're going to call her Duella Dent because that is like the character's name. Um, Joker's daughter was like the, the new 52 version of the character that was still Duella Dent, but yeah, jumping right in with that character. Uh, I, when I kind of nerded out a little bit when she started slicing her face at the beginning, Mm -hmm. uh, because I was like, Oh wait, are we, are we, are we doing this? Like I didn't, did you ever expect to see this character? Oh, definitely not. No, like I, I honestly, And, and like realistically for them to have, I f- in comics, I feel like this this character has a lot of potential and is virtually always like underutilized or poorly utilized or yeah, whatever. One hundred percent. I think th- I think I read like one comic with her that was decent, like it was good. Everything else has been like trash, and she has so much potential as a character. But anyway, um, they they hit a lot of you know the core tenets for the character, um, you know, personality and all that kind of junk, and. Yeah, just just seeing her was uh, it's kind of wild. Yeah, I and I, honestly, it was one of the things that I never thought I would see. Like, uh, and again, that's why it caught me up. Like right away when she started cutting her face, I was like, "Are are 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 we? We're we're doing no, we're doing this shit. We're doing this. Uh, okay, like, mm-hmm. um, like you. I mean, in general, that scene, you know, you see the blood dripping in the sink, and I was like, okay, whatever, okay, okay. And then you hear the mom come into the bathroom, and she's like, Duella, and I was like, oh fuck. <laughs> you weren't sure where they were really going right away until the name actually came out, and, and so you, you talked about them not using the the comic book character or her character necessarily right in the comic books for stories because they are there for her. how did you feel about how it was used you know with her and this episode and going after the you know the the insta famous like that's yeah. not her nose that's not her thing and everything that they did with her this week well so you know she she body dysmorphia she did not like the way that she appeared to herself in the mirror um she decided to physically change that you know she gave her little her little scratchies with that glass um and then i guess she got surgery to i guess reduce them because she still definitely had scars yeah um but she the surgery was like non-consensual or whatever i guess her mom made the doctor do it um and 
then she was just targeting the doctor's patients. Um, so all of that, like, you know, for a crazy person, I think that all lines up. That's, that's motivation. That's <laughs> you buy it is that what bullshit. it is. Um, and again, you know, keeping her Duella Dent and not going straight Joker's daughter, it was kind of a fun little, little lean for her to carve a smile into her face, but it also just made sense for the story that they were doing where, you know, she's, she's looking in the mirror and she's trying to smile and all she's seeing is a frown. So she's like forcing it upon herself unrelated to the Joker and not having to tie up too many loose ends and use properties. You can't fully (laughs) access just yet. Yeah. Uh, Rules that we don't know if they still exist or not. Yeah. Um, So I, I'm pretty on board with like everything that happened. Yeah. Well, and, and the thing was, even the way that they tied the story back into the main story that they created this villain of the week that somehow still looped back into our story. Mm hmm. And and that that I think what's the most impressive thing about the writing is that we seem to blow it every week about you know you're not getting too far off and uh, you know at first I thought maybe we were going to get more of a villain of the week here but it wasn't it was it was still tied into you know Mouse's dad and everything else that was going on with the face replacement and the plastic yeah. surgeon that we've seen before so everything that they did was very smart with this character that it wasn't just like this wasn't a throwaway episode yeah the 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 character that she is seeking vengeance against happens to be a bad dad from basement dungeon <laughs> yeah um i mean also just uh, just a couple minutes into the episode, we've got Alice who's just, you know, getting information from one of her little henchmen, uh, like confirming. So we just kind of like blow past and like, okay, now Alice knows that bad dad is still around. Like, yeah. boom, boom, boom. We didn't have to waste any time with her thinking about who that was or anything. Just first scene we see of her, this is what's happening. Okay. And it's, it's again, the way that this show doesn't, I don't know. It doesn't. It doesn't drag or it doesn't fuck around when it doesn't need to. It keeps things well, going. Yeah, and um, that I mean that even includes you know her her you know Fox and uh, I'm drawing a blank. Mary running around trying to find the 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 assassin, and then knowing what who Batwoman is and playing that off. Mm. You know, they're not just like kind of faking it. She's trying to figure out what's going on. And again, that has to do with the writing. That was this week, right? Um <laughs> it, I mean, a little fourth wall breaking. We're behind a little bit and I'm making sure I'm not crossing up episodes. Right. That that that, that might have been next week cuz Mary definitely knows. This is the one that ended with Mary like confronting her basically letting her know, "I know that you're Batwoman, but I know that you don't okay. want me to know, so we're not going to talk about it yet, but I hope you can tell me someday." Okay. And then she like walks off. Okay. Um my bad. No, you're good. That's the, always uh, the, that's always the problem when we we fall behind cuz of spring break. Uh, I mean, ideally people have already watched the show when they're listening to this anyway, yeah. so But but uh back to, you know, I'll keep calling her Joker's daughter there. Yeah. Now what I was impressed with was how that, you know, uh, when Alice gets to talk to her, um, her, her therapist. Yeah. I love that. I, uh, I was, uh, and, and, and the guy's is like, you don't have to kill me. Like, and then, and, and, you know, giving her sound advice on how to confront, you know, somebody that has wronged her in the yeah. past and putting a third person in between it. Now, for me, like, wh- who did you think that third person was going to be? Well, so as as OK, so first of all, the scene starts and I'm like, is this is this guy like a psychiatrist? Is this, <laughs> did she just kidnap a psychiatrist? And he's still like the best character on know, CW. Dude. As as him, I would have volunteered to be that third party to maybe stay alive a couple more yeah. days. But 
Um, I mean, yeah, honestly, as soon as he said that, I was thinking that it was going to be him because like, who else would it be? Mouse would be on her side. So that wouldn't like bring the balance to the situation that it need, like, you know, legitimately speaking about properly handling this confrontation, not taking into account the fact that they're both insane. Yeah. And and I was, I was thinking him. Yeah. I, I, and honestly, I was like, how is Batwoman going to get involved here? You know, and be that third party in Mm -hmm. between, uh, you know, the doctor and her, um, because we we all know that that storyline has to get tied up somehow. Um, now, the effects of cutting off the face. What did you think? Because um, I I was really impressed by the yeah. way she looked. You know, because you know towards the end of the episode we find her. You know, you know, tr- not but captured and waiting to get arrested or whatever. Yeah. And she looks up and her her fucking face is gone. Yep. And so are we going to like see like this fucked up version that we've seen in the comic books, you think? Well, so in in the comics, she had a regular person face, but she wore the cut off face Face of the Joker. So obviously we're not going to go that direction. But so because that was ruined by Gotham. So without using um, just the Joker character in general in this, we still got her face cut off and she now in her uh, you know, striving for perfection, whatever. I mean, she feels like she's perfect now, but in striving for perfection, she can now like strap on other people's face. I just, there's so much potential and I'm so excited. I hope we see more of her. Uh, you, there's no way that this character disappears. Like, I, I think it's, it's too big of a character well, and, and too much, like you said, potential that is there for storylines that, that she doesn't appear somehow and some like, way minor minor comic spoilers when the joker cuts off his face the way he gets his face back is a totally different arc and uh like basically a lazarus pit grows his face back so this chick's not growing her face back no. she's gonna have no face for this is her life now oh but well, we'll get guess what crisis probably put all the lazarus pits back in we'll see <laughs> i mean she's she's like she's She's like C or D level Gotham villain. She's yeah. not going to find a Lazarus pit. And if she does, nobody's going to let her use it. <laughs> Who are you again? Get out of here. <laughs> uh, how did you get here? Uh, can you lose my number and leave, please? But no. So, so uh, again, I, I was impressed on how they kind of interwove a villain of the week to, to make something out of it and to, to advance the other storylines that were going on and speaking of advancing storylines um you know papa kane we uh we figured out what uh the relevance of the dude that helped him in jail he may or may not have killed luke's dad so that's a whole thing to deal with so okay uh, and so we'll, we'll talk about that now I, I mean uh, if you got more points i just that's that's no, a big thing so we will talk no, about it eventually yeah no no it's definitely in the notes but but we'll uh we can we can swing that way now. Now we had talked last episode that we were wondering when this was going to get tied up, and in true fa- fashion of how this first season has been treated, was that uh, th- this came up, and we're finding out that the crows might be a little dirtier than we expected there because you know there's a lost footage, and this was kind of the weird part of the episode for me to where I always again it, it's. I'm I'm gun shy, I guess, with CW when we introduce different storylines like this. Then mm-hmm. I'm just like, what the fuck? What the fuck? Should I worry about this? You know, do we really need the storyline? Because we're we're on our last like run here of episodes for this season. Now, 
it's going to be amazing. Like, I want to see how they handle the fact that this guy could potentially get released and how it's going to affect Luke, you know, with this, because he's the one guy that kind of doesn't have a storyline. He's just there. It's, it's, it's going to, you know, assuming that dude gets out of prison and like all of that sort of information is known, how it happened and all that. Luke is going to have, you know, animosity toward Papa Kane. Yeah. Um, probably inadvertent animosity toward Kate because it's her dad. Um, Kate's going to be caught in the middle of it and, you know, just how to feel about this or that, you know, whatever more Batwoman Crow drama. Um, but like, like legit comics drama, not like CW drama. Uh-huh. Yeah, it, it- It'll be interesting how it all plays out and how much kind of time they get into like or they give this storyline because, again, it's it's an offshoot of whatever is going on. But it's also and like- it now do we like it, the way in my head this is that this could possibly work out is that this ties into whatever we do for season two. You know, that they slow play this and then we just we don't know what really happened. This, I mean, it could it could the, be part of the ending cliffhanger. Yeah, for like the, the, the Lucius and we're, we're looking and it's like, hey, I've been helping you this whole time. Now you need to help me. We got to figure out who killed my dad. Mm. And that could be kind of like a storyline that they could, you know, piggyback into season two. Because, I, again, I don't know where we kind of. Shit, yeah, because the even even more so than. Papa Kane getting the dude who maybe killed Luke's dad out of prison, the whole cover up that Lucius Fox was killed in some correlation with crows. Yeah. There's going to be something even, going on there. Yeah, even, even uh, an even bigger reason for animosity there. Yeah. Cause it, it's one of those things. I, I don't know how we fit it in with the timeline that we got going on now. So, uh, Maybe this is the way, again, hopefully they set up whatever happens on season two. Like you said, the cliffhanger and we find out it's somebody else that killed it or ordered the hit and paid it off. And like, I get that Jacob Kane like founded and like runs crows or crow. What is the organization called crows? Yeah. Um. So like it's, it's his little baby. And like, even the time that he spent away, not in command was probably only like a month or something. Um, when he was in prison, but like you're, you're basically a privatized like police force. Yeah. So how do you, how do you not anticipate some level of corruption <laughs> occurring like within, within the ranks? And you're just finding the payoff, like, you know, amount um, that's going into this guy's account. So I don't know. I, it, again, it, it's their, their storytelling has been so just kind of, spot on that that i'm gonna trust that they're gonna do the right way mm-hmm. but again the five years of cw crap that i've covered i'm like oh god don't 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 make this the turning point so uh hey listeners you love our shows please share them with your friends and review with every share and review you help us climb those charts in italy and everywhere else that were somehow in the top 10 of tv review shows so weird don't even speak italian because I assume that nobody else speaks English. Uh, wherever, speaks English everywhere. <laughs> wherever you listen, whether it be Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, Apple, remember to share those links each and every episode. So Batwoman's uh, trying to be a girlfriend. Yeah, so so a couple things here. Okay. Um, I mean, just like whatever little things, but like, uh, so, so Sophie is convinced 
that Kate isn't Batwoman now. Okay, because we had that a conversation, uh, like, yeah. and I didn't think she kind of like like she absolutely figured it out. And then I already don't remember what they did, but they tricked her. Um, was it? It wasn't the somebody else was in the suit. It was the Alfred's daughter. Yeah. Yeah, and then she got shot and almost died, and I also don't remember how that played out, but she is still alive. Because it was like 26 weeks ago, and somehow we're on only episode 14 because of all the damn delays. It's hard to remember. Um, But yeah, okay, so yeah, that is what happened, and that is what sold Sophie on Kate is not Batwoman. Okay, so now, like, if there was a comeback player of the year award in, like, TV... It's got to go to Sophie. Yeah, the uh, the the M- MRP, the most <laughs> redeemable person. Yeah, because uh, honestly, if we were to go to Time Machine and we were to go back and tell past selves, say, hey, don't worry, this character will be like... Yeah, like if we went to episode two and we were like, hey, by episode 14, we're really going to like her. We'd like fight ourselves. And Because like, I, I think we had that whole... <laughs> yes, exactly. Be like, you're a fucking liar and you took over my body. I bet the show was canceled by episode 14. Uh, yeah, there, there's no way that this lasted like this. Now, for me, like... It's weird because I remember making the statement that there is no way I can see this person as a love interest for our main character. And yet this week and watching her like them interact, I was like, I can see her has the love interest for this character. I don't know what the fuck happened. Um, Again, the the writers probably have corrected the course a little bit, but she's not acting as this like closeted, I guess. Is that a thing? Well, yeah, she is. The character is growing and that's what she needed to do from the start. And because she's growing and she's making good choices and she's becoming a more developed character instead of just this character that sucks, we we like her. Yeah. And that's 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 how well, character development works. Well, and I and I think it's one of those things to where um you know we we get this kind of scene where Batwoman meets her in her apartment and then somebody's trying to come in and we find out that it's her mother. And, you know, after all these things that they've created us to have some kind of sympathy for her when the, the mom's just like, you know, you're black, you're female, and now you want to be lesbian. And she's like, I didn't choose any of these. She's like, you're damn right, sister, you didn't. Like, and you kind of feel for her as, yeah, like I like straight up, I'm so tired and and I know it's TV, but like, it's not completely unrealistic. These things happen. Yeah. I'm so tired of unsupportive parents. I'm just going to start fighting them. (laughs) Yeah. And it was just like, it was a, and I think that's how they've slowly turned them to where you look at people that are, you know, supposedly love giving her shit about who she is. And, you know, we both know plenty of gay people and they're our friends and we accepted them as they've come out to us and we haven't changed our opinion towards them or be like, ew, get away. Yeah, like it's fucking, it's crazy, but they're still people. Yeah. And nothing has really fucking changed. Nope. And so, and I always look at this as like, now that I'm a parent, if my daughter was to ever come out to me and say like, look, I'm into chicks. I'd be like, cool. So am I. Tight, me too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you know, hey, you seen your mom? Uh, yeah. It's like, oh, that's kind of creepy. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Many things it's- get me uncomfortable, but I paused there for a second. But it, it's, it's your fictional conversation. So yeah, exactly. Um, but, but the fact is, as a parent, I don't ever see myself being like, 
how did you choose that? It's just like, oh, okay, cool. I, I, I'm glad you understand who you are. Um, I just like, whether it's her at 17 or 12 or 32, you know, I, I, I don't think I would give a shit as, you know, the person that I am today, you know, if she came out and said, look, I'm in the chicks. So, yeah. Um, and, and again, I think that's how they've kind of slowly turned Sophie as, you know, this person that was, you know, had technically a beard, you know, in a husband mm-hmm. into somebody that we've kind of grown to like, maybe love as I hit my head on the mic. Mm-hmm. I have efforts. So now. As they're trying to make this whole. Thing work. I'm like, there's no fucking way this is going to work. And so do you think it's the excitement of the whole they're both behind the mask? So I think like, or. You know, I if mean, she I, was to say, like, you know who I am, you should recognize my kiss. Right. <laughs> um, I think I think at its core, there's like. Did you, I don't know. I don't, because like, so, so Sophie doesn't know that Batwoman is Kate. Kate as Batwoman obviously knows that Sophie is Sophie. It's like a weird catfish situation going uh, on. Like I, and like, and, and legitimately in the situation, Kate as Batwoman, like can't have a girlfriend. Like even Kate as Kate can't really have a girlfriend no. because she's Batwoman. Um, but, and like the, the fact that she kind of, the, the ultimatum that she posed, like not even as a test for Sophie, like basically was a test for Sophie, you know, do we, do we continue as we are basically just like the ultimate casual relationship? Um, you know, everybody wearing masks or do, you know, do I reveal who I am and do we, you know, do we go forward and actually try to be a relationship with this? And Sophie wants to think about it because like, she doesn't want to wear a mask anymore. That's what she was. That's yeah. why we hated her the whole beginning of the series. Yeah. Cause that's who her character was. And so that like that development of her, like thinking like, I don't, I don't want to wear a mask. I don't want to do this. She's but, basically putting me back in the closet at this point. Well, well, no, she, yeah, she, no, the mask puts her in the closet. Yes. She wants to take in. the mask off. Um, it's just from there making the decision of like, well, do, do I actually want to be with that woman or is this too dangerous? Um, but like that was that was very much an ultimatum of like re reissuing the the statement back from when they were in boot camp together, you know, the academy, whatever. Um, we're like, you know, are you going to choose this? Or are you going to choose me? And then Sophie chose the academy and the lifestyle. But now it looks like she's going to make the other decision, which, you know, which is the right one, the one that we're going to like her character for and the one for herself. Yeah. Um, well, I th- but like, but Kate didn't even say that as an ultimatum like that, like a test. It just, it is what it is. And so it was, it was cool. But, um, I don't, I think I, I was know. Luke in this situation that was like, where the fuck are you got? Like, you know, that, that whole like beginning conversation about like, well, what, did you sleep with somebody? And the, the, the dual conversations going on, you know, yeah. between the two of them like with other people and how they were cutting back and forth, but having the same conversation Mm -hmm. in different ways, you know, it was an interesting way to see like both people's um, opinions on what was happening without having like some long drawn out, like exposition on one side of the house. And then, Oh, well, well now we're going to go to the coffee shop and we're going to find out what Sophie thinks over here. Yeah. It was like, Oh no, nope, we're going to keep going just, back and forth. You just mash through the one conversation, like two people at a time yeah. because they're both around the same page, basically answering the same damn questions. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And and but it was just I I felt like Luke in some of those situations on like how, how dude how are you gonna make this work like there's no way this is gonna work like you're gonna go deeper into this or like you just you just had a like a couple of weeks ago you had a really good girl as Kate yeah and you couldn't make that work like how is Batwoman gonna have a girlfriend yeah just leave, <laughs> and the whole like well it's not like I could take you to the cave you live in a cave yeah. It's like, oh, shit. Like, you know, there, there was funny things that were going on. And, but the the relationship overall, I, I definitely. You know, as much as I hate the the shipping word, like I, I, I would be OK with it going forward. I just want to know how they're going to end up playing this out. Um, well, and it's I don't think it's going to be. Like the end game for the series. No. It's uh, maybe for the season, maybe, but uh, like I absolutely forgot about. Would you ever see her like get like we talked about the mask and everything, but would they ever costume her up or would she be like, I mean, because even Commissioner Gordon really didn't know who Bruce was. Like, uh, I'm talking just, about Sophie. Yeah, I'm just trying to think of how like they could play along with each other. I th- I think that especially with where she is with the the crows right now, Sophie is very likely to just become like a Renee Montoya type character and maybe just, well, honestly, or like, like a non-alcoholic Jessica Jones um, (laughs) and just be a, uh, like a private eye and like work with Batwoman on a lot of the, you know, collab with her on some street beats. Um, Mary absolutely wants to be a sidekick. Oh, 100%. <laughs> yeah, that's uh that's I think a a given there for for Mary's situation. Um but yeah, the thing that I've this episode, you know, I think we got a lot more Batwoman than we've had in the past. Mm-hmm. I I think last couple episodes were like was she in the cowl at all? Yeah, well, I think the last one we saw a little bit of it, but yeah, like almost everything since Crisis, she was like barely in the suit each episode. Yeah, and so you know her in the suit, and they're still doing the the fighting and everything, and, and the way she's appearing and disappearing. I, no I, more CG motorcycle. No more CG motorcycle, and you know everything seems to be practical effects done on you know like the rope and the string to pull her up and down. Yeah, and I mean the, the grappling hook swing to yeah. save the Insta model like that, that scene looked good. Yeah. Yeah. They're not doing anything that's kind of distracting that I've, I've seen in some of the other shows where, you know, I think they, they, they're following more of the arrow format of like, Hey, look, we'll, we can do practical stuff. We'll put trampolines here and there and we'll do some parkour shit. Um, we don't need to do anything else. And so the, I've been, happy with a lot of the like i'm gonna call them the bat scenes of her fighting and everything else um and, and coming through you know and using the suits and um i know we had talked about like the cowl and the hair being different and it's, it, it's definitely the hair because i was like ever since we had that conversation whatever a month ago i've been watching mm-hmm. and i think they went and got like a better wig yeah, to put on top is, of that thing it is styled differently it is longer it's a couple things and like i know i know that this episode the you know the eyeball camera got installed yeah but i feel like they should have mentioned that the cowl was getting upgraded an episode or two ago when it physically changed. <laughs> when it changed, but uh, you know, whatever. It's um, yeah, I re- I really like it right now because the original one was like it was like the Batman Begins 
mask or the, I guess the Dark Knight one because it was very much like an isolated head, but it had that little like right around the mouth yeah. and then like a wig on top. And now it's like like a mask. It doesn't it doesn't cover most of her lower face and uh, it just it looks better. It absolutely looks better and I like it. Well, yeah, and it, it, it still moves really well. And, and it still looks cool. Like you said, the wig looks way better. And and I think the thing is, it's just like it's by far uh, my favorite costume still. It was before when they originally showed it. And now that they've made it's like those light tweaks. And like all they've done is the mask, the costume itself, yeah. the bat, the design has been solid since the pilot episode. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's just like they're making small tweaks here. And I, I hope they don't try to do this uh, uh, thing we've seen before to where it's like, well, every season we got to put out a new action figure. So we got to do something different. You change up the gauntlets or whatever. But that logo is ace and the mask looks really good right now. So, yeah, no, it's it's definitely. um definitely spot on to where you know most of these costumes i don't see them being able to put them in a movie you know like being you know production yeah. worthy but this one i 100 percent would buy it in a major, uh, major motion picture mm-hmm. so anything else that happened this week you want to um, hit on before we uh move on yeah what what do, what do we got here the Uncle Harvey reference was pretty solid. Uh, Those are always like teaser type things that, you know, they, they, they mention. Well, it's like even, even just the character Duella Dent, I, I Googled her half a dozen times. The first time I read about her is like, you, you don't live in Gotham and have the last name Dent and not be related. Exactly. And I could never well, find anything like confirming that she was related it, to face in any way. You would almost also, I guess, uh, body dysmorphia issues run in the family. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's one of those things that I don't believe you could ever like put in a last name like that and be like, oh no, they're not related. It's just happenstance. Yeah. Sorry. You know, the, oh, that's a different crane. The, the, <laughs> they're related to Fraser Crane, not, you know, uh, Cobblepot, never heard of him. Yeah, that's, that's a common name. That's like Smith. Why the fuck? Would Jacob Kane call Sophie's mom to tell her about suspending Sophie? Uh, like you could just like, I didn't hear from you for three weeks and I'm your mom. So I showed up out of the blue. Like that makes more sense than you. Your boss called me because you got suspended <laughs> from work. That is true. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I realize you're 30, but the principal called and now I had to come see you. Um, that shit's funny. I didn't even didn't even think about that, but that is one hundred percent true. Like or, or, absolutely, I'm your mom, so I showed up is a better reason or, than what they use. Or even like, hey, I didn't hear from you. I reached out to your husband, and he's not saying that you yeah. guys are together. Yeah, yeah, something. Um, <laughs> uh, two more, two more quick notes. I uh, the Mary Alice chemistry is incredible. Yes. I love those two. Yeah, it, I love them talking and just like, oh, Kate didn't tell you, or, or Batwoman didn't tell you, or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> do you know? Oh, do you not? Yeah, th- that that whole thing is, and I almost feel like Alice is going to ruin it. You think? Like, well, Mary knows. I know, but so like, I don't know what. I guess. Yeah. What are you worried about her ruining? Just being like, you know, keep playing it off like this and then, you know, making them talk about it. Mm. Like seeing her in the middle being like her sarcastic I, self. Right. And being like, well, I, talk to your fucking sister about it and be like, wait, what? 
I think. Oh yeah, we're all one big happy family. Right, right. I think the way that um, the way that Mary closed out this episode with just the little talk in the bar and then like walking off. I hope you know. I hope you can trust me one day. Um, I mean, that is that. If she doesn't, if they don't have that conversation, and like Mary gets you know told and finds out officially uh-huh. in like the next episode or two, then I would be very surprised. I always wonder if it is important to find out for sure. Like I, I think so because there's always that like back of your mind kind of situation. It's like like it's obviously it's different, but if you think your spouse is cheating and you're pretty sure you caught them, but you're not a hundred percent sure, you still want to know. Yeah, well, Ryan's not here to tell us. Um, all right, so last thing, and then we then we can wrap it because uh, I I would be remiss to not talk about that closing shot on the fear toxin canister. Yes. Again, that's uh, I am so happy that they are able to do stuff like this and not worry about who they're going to piss off, that it's something just it's so uh, subtle. It makes sense because like it's Gotham. Yeah. Of the the scarecrow is established. I believe that. um, um, Oh, my God. What is his name? What are we talking about? Scarecrow. Crane. Crane? Yeah, Jonathan Crane. I'm all uh, Fraser Crane. Yeah, um, <laughs> I am. I'm pretty sure he was one of the names we saw on the doors in yes. Arkham in the pilot episode. Yes. So like he's established, he exists. So yeah, of course there are canisters of fear, fear toxin. toxin, you know, on the black market or honestly just laying around in a back alley of Gotham. Like absolutely. And so seeing those those things come into play in this established world that is a character of Gotham. Um, yeah, I'm down for it. I'm, I'm jazzed. I, uh, I, I have no idea what he's going to use it for and I hope that it's fun and weird. Um, but I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, no, definitely. All right. Well, we'll be right back after this break and we'll give final thoughts. The Rain Man Show. The Rain Man Show. Even know what website this is. Studyfinds.org reports Generation H, many millennials, question mark, by the way, is out of Sheffield, United Kingdom. Has the quintessential handyman become a thing of the past? Question mark. Homeowners used to take pride in repairing and ma- maintaining well, their homes. Why are you reading question marks? What's uh, Morse, Morse code. code. The uh, Germans have evaded. Full stop. <laughs> well, news, it makes, he's doing he's, he's make sure, a news flash. Yeah, to make sure that people understand it was a question. This just in. This yeah. just in. <laughs> this just in. Millennials may not be able to change light bulb. Stop. Survey finds. Question mark. Full stop. Next message. The Germans have evaded. Full stop. Question mark. My God, Tony, did you hear that? The millennials can't change a goddamn lipo. I heard the Japanese uh, surrender the other day. That wasn't what he said. Oh. Fucking listen. Pearl Harbor has been attacked. Stop. Question mark. Hiroshima is gone. Full stop. Wait, we lost Pearl Harbor and now they lost Hiroshima? That's a fair trade. Question mark. (laughs) Go ahead, Steve. Homeowners. Welcome to the news chair. (laughs) The Rain Man Show. Exclusively on Rain Man Digital. Head over to RainmanDigitalMedia.com for more details or search for it wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Star Wars from the Bucket Tank exclusive. 
That thing's operational. How many times does the Colossus have to so be have trouble I, with fuel? So am I assuming that the next, you know, the entire first half of the season is going to be about them getting supplies? What is this? The Walking Dead season four where every Apparently. Episode, every episode they're getting supplies. Yeah. And then the person that went to go get supplies got lost and eaten. So they sent someone else to go look for the guy that got eaten. Plus, they need to get supplies. And then that person's <laughs> lost and eaten. So they sent another person to go get supplies. What? I'm serious. The Walking Dead season four did that about 20 times. times. Yeah. I'm going through deja vu here. <laughs> Think about it. What, our last couple episodes, what are the things that they've been doing? They've been trying to get supplies for what? The Colossus. We need food. Let's go hunt Can down that giant just bring IG-11 in and self-destruct <laughs> this fucking ship? <laughs> and, like, what did IG-11 say in Mandalorian? Oh, I'm good. Okay. I, I shall initiate self-destruct. Yeah. Can we just fucking do that to the show? <laughs> I think Justin Rich should just come into the writing room and just no, no, lay no. back and say, you know what? I'm going to initiate self-destruct. <laughs> Star Wars from the Back to Take, exclusively on Rain Man Digital. Head over to RainmanDigitalMedia.com for more details or search for it wherever you listen to your podcast. That is correct. Free stuff is awesome, but free stuff that will spice up your bedroom is even better. Just go to adamandeve.com and select almost any one item for 50% off, and then we'll load on the free stuff. Just enter this very exclusive code, RAINMAN, at checkout, and you'll get 10 tantalizing free gifts, including a sexy item for him, a special toy for her, and a third item you'll both enjoy. And six extra special bonus items that are sure to rev your engine, pique your curiosity, Mm. and even blow you away. Plus, free shipping. Always sent in discreet packaging. Go to adamandeve.com now. Get 50% off plus the 10 free gifts when you enter the exclusive offer code RAINMAN. Again, that's RAINMAN. Because without it, no free stuff. That's RAINMAN at adamandeve.com. We are back. Final thoughts, Paul. One to a hundred. Um, I'm gonna go with a. Gosh, I really like this one. I think I'm gonna go an eighty-seven. I'll buy that. I know. Uh, I'm in the same boat. Like I, I'm almost reaching at the ninety range. Um. Which is damn near perfection for <laughs> for a CW show. God, I, I hate saying that. Like, I feel like I bash it a lot now that I'm not doing them as much. But it, I mean, it is what it is. We know what it is. Yeah, yeah exactly. We watch it. Other people watch it. it it's there's, almost, there's it's a, almost there's like a, a reason wrestling. people listen to the, us talk about it. it. It's it's almost like us talking about wrestling. Mm-hmm. We understand what we're talking about, and we we put it in the context of what we're watching. Um. But the the fact is that I think the most impressive thing that I've seen from this opening season is just how tight everything has been. You know, that if you flash back to the beginning of Flash or the beginning of Supergirl, it was the the same formula of week, villain of the week, Mm -hmm. villain of the week, villain of the week. We'll talk about the big bad. Villain of the week, villain of the week, villain of the week. We'll talk about the big bad. This one hasn't followed that pattern. And I think that's why I'm so impressed with it is that like even this week, villain of the week somehow gets moved into what the main storyline is going on. 
you know, it's all inner and, you know, connected with with Flash, for example, you know, villain of the week. And then they get locked up in the. I don't know, the 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 particle prison that yeah. so for some reason, nobody ever starves to death in there. But, um, you know, then maybe we see them again when it's convenient. But for the most part, we know we're never going to see them again. Uh-huh. Generally speaking, a lot of the villain of the weeks and all of the villain of the weeks in Batwoman so far, I like I want to see again. I hope to see again. I can already like mentally kind of envision a way or a reason for them to come back. I just I feel like it's yeah, I mean, of course, it's writing, but it's like the the world that they're in everything just fits so well yes um but again you know like what you were saying about this being the the first season and all that with the this was episode 14 um you know the the initial like pilot season was 13 episodes and then they picked it up for the full 23 um could you see this show having this season having ended after the last episode do you see any hiccups or any like oh well we got to drag this out now in the writing in the episodes i'm not noticing any problems no no not at all and i i think they went into this knowing that they were going to get the the back end deal i mean the 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 final nine um i mean most of these shows you know that are berlanti produced i think are getting those no matter what you know um just because it's him and he's basically is the CW lineup, whether, you know, if you go look at his name, he's the one behind all the Riverdale gang too. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's the Berlanti network at this point. And so I don't see them being like, Oh, I'm sorry. This isn't going to cut it there. I think they're going to give everybody at least a full season to, to, to get it done. But um, I think based on the fact that it was so like, buzzworthy you know when we talk about like san diego and everything that they knew that they had something going on here Mm -hmm. that it was going to be different than the rest of the shows that they wanted to try to back it now the numbers aren't showing it but again in this day and age it's not always about the numbers that you see from the traditional nielsen rating because none of us at this network watch anything on normal tv anyways we all watch things through streaming and apps and everything else none of us really own direct tv we don't have a satellite dish we don't have cox that comes in and you know dvrs everything for us we all stream um and so i think you know the 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 star power behind ruby and alone was probably one of those things like we're not going to bring her in here and just have her get her shit canceled right away right you know we we're talking about legitimately one of the bigger stars, especially when it comes to the gay and lesbian community of, you know, that, that the CW has, you know, it was honestly shocking when she was announced as the character for me. Yeah. I really, I haven't seen her in much, but like, you know, she was the girl who was in the tree with a sniper rifle in the triple X movie, but like she comes from movies. So she's somebody. Yeah. She was in the orange is the new black. She's been in, you know, freaking pitch perfect, She's been in all kinds of different. Yeah, she was a singer in Pitch Perfect. I'm waiting for her to actually sing on the show um, because, you know, somehow they've always managed to do that with all these people. I mean, not all of them, but yeah, absolutely. Uh, give me give me give me a Supergirl crossover where they both just sing. Yeah, like well, the, uh, the old Flash and they can ones. bring in Grant again and they can have a whole Glee reunion. Yeah, nice. But, as they are <laughs> done before. Yeah. So uh, Dude, I gotta, I gotta say, because we're on this topic now, I'll get <laughs> off it immediately. But um, when Papa West started singing, yeah. because I love Rent, I was, I was like, that, that is where it clicked, and I was like, oh my god, he was. 
that was a good time for me. Yeah. Yeah, it's always they, should, they need to do another musical episode. You're honestly you're surprised on the like the, the just the talent level of what else these people can do. So, but um, so it was 87 by you. So yeah, you said 87 and 90 for me. So that's what an 88.8 or three or two or and a half or whatever. I don't know, 88 and a half or something. Yeah, yeah, close close enough. But. That'll do it for today's DC on RMD Batwoman edition. Remember, you can catch all past and future episodes, DC on RMD.com. And we will talk to you next week. Who are you, bitches? Mother of God. Would you look at the time when you came here? You had an hour. 